This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to your Ingle Company Summer Series. I'm Maddie Guest, and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host, Sophie Dicker. Mads, it's safe to say that 2022 was a volatile year for markets and that we actually learned a lot of lessons during this period. If only we had had a crystal ball at the start of last year, it really would have helped with some of our investing decisions. So we thought, what a better way to start the new year than with our very own crystal ball. We are bringing you Industries to Watch in 2023, as voted by you. Four episodes over four weeks of Aussie summer. Or I guess a winter series if you're joining us from the Northern Hemisphere. Welcome if you are. Hello. We are going to be talking through some of the most talked about industries that just might have their moment on the ASX in 2023. This series is brought to you by Global X, a powerhouse ETF provider in the local and international markets offering investors best in breed products backed by industry leading research. So, Soph, let's set the scene. You and I were sitting at the pub a couple of weeks ago enjoying the sunshine. We had a couple of rosés. A carafe, actually. We found a a pub that does a carafe of rosé. It was stunning. (laughs) And we thought it would be a good idea to post on our Instagram story and get some ideas from you guys around what industries that you are interested in. The biggest industry everyone to know about was robotics and AI. Yeah, which, I mean, to be fair, that one was probably expected, but I think we we found it quite fascinating because we had a long list of industries and we sort of picked our favourites so that we could pit them against each other and yeah. make sure that our favourites got voted for. And, I mean, we got proven wrong a couple of times. I think we got proven wrong on most of them. We were like, <laughs> oh, okay, we're talking about different stuff then, I guess. But robotics and AI, we are very excited to talk about today. I feel like it's very topical at the moment. Yeah, it is because I feel like there's avatars on TikTok and this <laughs> chatbot talking to us. Sorry, what and are the avatars on TikTok? Have you not seen? Okay, so I'm obviously in some weird TikTok. Yeah, model. what is going on in your algorithm? Well, haven't you seen? Okay, so you take a picture of yourself and it like turns you into an avatar. Nope. And there's really funny <laughs> ones and people take photos of blank rooms and people rock up and they're like, we've got ghosts Whoa. in our house. That is not on my algorithm. AI, because it's making you into a little person, cartoon. So before we go any further, I think we should just confirm that AI stands for artificial intelligence. Yeah, true. (laughs) Let's start with robots. What comes to your mind when we picture the word robot? I think of Star Wars and Mm. that, what's it, R2-D2, like the beep, beep, boop, that kind of, yeah, um, action. Yeah, got me. Nice. Nice. I like it. (laughs) What comes to your mind when you think of a robot? It's very kind of like dystopian, metallic, like square. Yes. But also modern day robots. I'm thinking of Sasha's vacuum that she's obsessed with. Producer Sash 
always puts on her Instagram story the vacuum in her house that just zooms around and vacuums for her. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Every time we're recording there, it comes yeah. like in and it's like, hello. Okay. And then what about AI? What comes to mind? AI, the first thing that comes to mind is like a chat bot. So like at yes. work or like when you go online like shopping. Telstra. Yeah. I don't know. Online I've used shopping. that one before. <laughs> and it's like, do you need assistance? I never use it, but it's always like there. Yeah, true. What about you? I guess uh, like Siri. Yeah. Alexa. True. Yeah. Just be careful. Oh, no, I don't have an Alexa. I was going to say be careful to mention her name. <laughs> it'll, it'll turn it'll on. It'll go off. So I guess robotics and AI, people often term them together like as an industry and they're separate things. I feel like robotics is kind of like the hardware, the built-up thing mm. to like copy an action of a human and then the AI is kind of like the software that you teach to do something. Yes. Is that kind of the way you think about it? Yeah, I guess – I don't know. I think whilst hardware is definitely correct, I reckon it is becoming more and more like software in terms of robotics as yeah. well. But yes, I, that is how in my mind I would distinguish them. I think that's why they, people put robotics and AI together because yes. it's like you use one and you use the other and they, together they create something beautiful. <laughs> so I thought we could start with a quick game. Love I have game. come up with a couple of robots and I want you to determine whether they are real or fake. <laughs> Are you ready? Always. So the first one's name is Atlas and this is an emergency services robot known for its ability to run faster than humans and do parkour. I was going to say real because emergency service, but parkour? Yep. Fake. (laughs) No, it is actually real. It does parkour. It does parkour. It bounces (laughs) off walls and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, useful. No worries. All right. The next one is called Sandy Bondi. Faked hands and air dries your body in record time, including the hard-to-reach places on your back. Surely real. That'd be so useful. No, that's fake. Oh. That was that, that I came up with when I was thinking, what do I need help with in my life? What are my friction points? And it's faked handing my back. Okay, so now I'm thinking startup idea. Yeah. <laughs> True. Although the more I think about it, the more it just does sound like what happens when you go to like a fake town place. Yeah, I'm sure there's a somewhere you just stand and it doesn't. I'm pretty for sure you. that does already exist, even though I made it up. Cool, cool, cool. The last one is Aibo the robotic dog. Replicates many actions of an actual dog, providing owners with a realistic experience of owning a dog, but have unfavorable circumstances such as busy lifestyles or allergies. I'm gonna go fake because if you want a dog, why wouldn't you just get a real one and like have the commitment, you know? Because you might have unfavorable circumstances such as busy lifestyle or allergies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, can you snuggle a robot dog? Yeah. It can be snuggly. Is it metal? I don't know. Is it real? It's real. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I really wouldn't have guessed that. I think the reality is now or these days, like robotics are actually so versatile. And I think they've probably come far further in terms of like developing the technology than yeah. I definitely than what ever think. realized. I'm thinking in my mind, I know you asked me before of robots, but like the Jetsons yes. and the one that like r- runs around and it's literally a square. So yeah, snuggling that yeah, is not going to work very well. So if, do you have any examples then of like robotics being used by companies that we know today and yeah. what they're doing? I think the first one that comes to mind for me is Amazon. Like I'm, they have little robots that go around their warehouses, pick and pack boxes, yep. do all of that kind of, I guess, automating all of that sort of manual labor in their warehouses. What yeah. about you? 
I would say Tesla because mm. they streamline making all their cars with these huge robots and put them through the factory. Yeah. If you've never Googled, YouTubed Tesla Gigafactory Berlin <laughs> before. What do you mean if you never have? I, I will put my hand on my heart and say I'm pretty sure not one of our listeners will have Googled Tesla Gigafactory. <laughs> it's a really cool video. There's some great music behind it and you'll just see the robotics. But honestly, it's like it's – completely not the traditional sense of what I thought a robot was nice okay what about AI practical uses by companies today one that comes to mind is like our preferences you Mm. you use AI for your preferences so I think of like Netflix or Spotify like Spotify if you have it every week creates you like a discover weekly playlist and that's AI because it's based off like working out what kind of music you like listening to like the beats and the amount of my you mean there's not someone in the Spotify office looking at what I've been listening to and designing me a personal playlist (laughs) hey there might be there might be what comes to mind for you uh, I know Alphabet, Alphabet, the um, parent company of Google, have a autonomous driving sort of AI company called Waymo. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like that autonomous driving space, driverless vehicles, is that's sort of where my mind goes when I think AI. Yeah, because they're picking up like all the footage that they see around them and like then making it into like a map. It's like kind of storing it and remembering it and then spitting it out as in- important data later on. Exactly. Such a cool thing. Something that I have been seeing all over social media at the moment is this chat gpt oh stop <laughs> did you see my b-reel the other day no it was like my face was like in shock horror as i was asking <laughs> this robot questions at like midnight because i was just so obsessed with it it's what? the coolest thing ever what did you ask it oh everything under the sun i asked it how to cure world peace oh what did it say oh i'd have to go back and check but it was something like when you ask it particular questions, it doesn't like to respond. Yeah. But quickly, should we give some context of what chat B- GBT yes, is before sorry. we go on a tangent? <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't come across it on your social media, I know it's been, I must have something going on in my algorithm because it's been all over mine, but it's effectively what is called transformative AI. And so it's sort of taking the traditional chat bot that like we spoke about earlier might be on your social not your social media, <laughs> could be, hope it's not, might be on your online shopping or on your, what else is it? I don't know, at work to ask questions about your leave and yes. your pay and whatever else. Oh, wow. Does your work have that? Yeah, That's we cool. randomly have it. Anyway, instead of that's your basic chatbot, the idea of chat GPT is that it's transformative. So it's sort of taking it to the next level. I heard a com- really useful comparison that, you know, if you think about Google where you type something into Google and it sort of feeds back to you, things that already exist. Yeah. This transformative AI, it goes the next level, can actually respond to your questions just by like, you know, absorbing all of the data that is out there already. And it can it can create new content, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I thought it would be a bit of fun to play with this chat GBT. GBT. So is there something that you would like to know? Anything? Oh, Let's write a song yeah. about two girls who want to make investing accessible for everyone. Oh, my God. It comes up so quickly. <laughs> Holy crap. What is it saying? Give me a beat. Give me a beat. That's our theme song if you, okay. you're not understanding. Two girls with a mission to make investing easy to learn, but they know it can be intimidating. <laughs> they want to show you if there's nothing to be feared. Oh, chorus. That's verse one, everyone. Uh-huh. Chorus. 
They're on our mission to demystify the world of investing. Oh, so hi. That's a weird line. Oh, so hi. (laughs) They want to make it accessible to anyone, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. All right. I will stop me there because there's verse three, four, and five. (laughs) I will also be sure to share the video of that on social media because watching Sophie for me was the highlight. I'm embarrassed. No, okay. that was great. Well done. That was good. That's a bit of funny. Do you have any investing questions for it? Ooh. Can it do? Can it give us like an investment thesis? Shall we test it out? Let's do it. Okay. For who? Let's do Walmart. Random. Random. But love it because supermarket theme, you know I love a supermarket. Yes, true. I'm so shocked at how quickly the writing comes up. Oh my God. <laughs> Walmart is a global retail giant that operates a diverse range of businesses, including a diverse network of blah, 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 blah. Okay, it's saying. Sorry, this is just going to be writing our episodes for now on. Pretty much. <laughs> it's saying key drivers to success is its purchasing power because it has so many stores, 27 countries, can negotiate favorable deals with suppliers. It's got diversified revenue streams, an e-commerce platform, wow. Sam's Club membership, warehouse division. That's like really a lot of information. Does it give any downsides? I think I have to ask. Okay. But let's, no, it doesn't right on. now. Okay. In, in the interest of this episode, not going for two hours. Guys, download chat GBT. So fascinating. One final question. I think we should ask it to tell us the advantages and disadvantages of robotics and AI, AKA itself. I wonder if it's going to tell us anything. Okay. Ooh, we've got numbers. It's numbering out. Oh. Okay, let me just copy and paste this into the Google Doc so we can have a chat about it. One, growth potential. Nice. The robotics and AI industry is expected to experience a significant growth in the coming years. It even gives a stat saying that the global robotics market is expected to grow at 17.3% up until 2026. Yeah, wow. And the AI is expected to increase 40 at 46.2%. That's like amazing facts all right number two increasing adoption robotics and ai technologies are being increasingly adopted across a range of industries including manufacturing healthcare transportation and retail this trend is likely to continue as companies look to improve efficiency and reduce labor costs this is really doing our job for us this is true though like i feel like we have really seen ai and robotics being adopted across every industry as we kind of just spoke about before so Mm. i feel like as people adopt it more more money is being kind of pumped into that space and that's why it's an advantage well it gives so much it's like massive efficiency costs which leads us sorry i'm looking at number three cost savings yeah (laughs) so the use of robotics and ai can help companies to reduce labor and improve their efficiency because ultimately you know robots if you think about people doing these jobs they take holidays they get sick they need coffee breaks they might need a smoko yeah robots don't need smokos and interestingly as well it says that there's increased quality assurance Mm. and what i find really interesting about this one is that i've seen this like robot before and it pretty much tries to make decisions as to whether someone is guilty or not in a legal case yes this was in um malcolm gladwell's book outliers or talking to strangers one of the two i think yeah not sure outliers i reckon but anyway what he what was being said is that if you get a robot that doesn't have any bias like attached to it or like human emotions i think they found that the robot chose better in whether a law case. In a law case, whether someone was guilty or not. I guess because we as humans have so many, like, we have so many biases. Yeah, exactly. But then again, 
in different industries, quality assurance might be, you know, if you're in healthcare or something and then being more meticulous with surgery or cleaning or something else. Mm. So I think that's a really interesting perspective because companies might want to bring robotics in more to increase their quality assurance. Yeah, I also do like the biggest example of this that comes to mind is autonomous driving. I think obviously we're not there yet, but there will come a day where like it's so much safer to be in the hands of autonomous driving because you're not at the behest of human error and behind the wheel. At the behest. (laughs) The behest of human error. So in summary, it's saying that it loves itself because there's a lot of growth potential. Companies are increasingly adopting this technology, meaning we're going to see a lot more of it in the future and it helps companies cost save so it actually might be better for their profit and loss. Will it tell us the downsides of itself? Ooh, maybe it'll be guarded. Let's (laughs) Let's go. Let's find out. So the first one is risk of technological obsolescence, which I feel like is one that I can relate to a lot because I would be worried about investing in the AI robotics industry because I feel like I don't know a lot about it. So by this, do you mean it develops at a rate so quickly that very quickly, you know, what was the most advanced version of that technology six months ago is now no longer the case? Yeah, exactly. And you could be investing in a company that's working the robotics space but then like its technology could flop. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like with that one, I would say like you look at an ETF or something because I'd be a bit worried about that one. For sure. Number two is regulatory risk. Regulatory? Regulatory? I feel like I say regulatory. Is that wrong? What? (laughs) Regulatory? (laughs) Should we ask the chatbot how to say it? Does it speak? Not that I know of, no. All right, regulatory risk is number two. This one really resonates and I think it's Mm. definitely something that um, I would say is quite important because especially as this technology develops, you know, we're going to have to kind of set some standards somehow to govern what like it can and can't do because this technology is going to be smarter than us slash this, this technology is smarter than us and it's quite scary in a lot of ways in terms of what it could be capable of. So I think there's going to have to be some rules around that. Yeah, I think there's a bit of an age-old argument happening at the moment and that links into like ethical concerns, for example. Mm. It's like people losing their jobs or like robots taking away certain elements that humans have really loved and so mm. they're worried about like, you know, I think there's that like, what's that thing? Something happened and it was like Steve Jobs or someone was involved and they put two robots in a room and like within like an hour they'd killed each other or something like they had no I've never heard they had no preconceived bias but like in an hour they had like planned a war or like killed each other something really scary yeah that actually does sound slightly familiar you actually sent me a podcast in prep for this app um the daily and Mm. it was all about this new chat gp technology and one of the conversations in that that i found super interesting was around how OpenAI, who's the owner of ChatGPT, has set up some restrictions about what it can and can't tell you. Yeah. So if you ask the chat certain questions, it will essentially, it won't respond, which, I mean, firstly, feels like a great and very necessary thing. But then when you think a little bit deeper about that, it's like, well, hold on, now OpenAI essentially is... Has a bias. Yeah, and is like kind of controlling the discourse on on it, which... I mean, like, well, let's not get too far into it. But when it comes to freedom of speech, it's like that's a really big question around what kind of power that holds. Yeah. So I think there the concern is like who gets to control robotics and AI. Exactly. The last one is 
you know, we said cost savings before, but there's really high startup costs associated with developing and implementing robotics and AI. Especially when the technology is moving so fast. Yeah. So I think for companies that are wanting to implement it, it might have good long-term impacts, but at, mm. when they're actually investing in it, it's going to cost them a lot, which could lead to, you know, poor financial performance. And as you said, the technology is changing so quickly, so companies might adopt certain technology that might not be needed in, you know, the next five years. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Well, we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, but we'll be right back to learn about how we can invest in robotics and AI. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So before the break, we discussed robotics and AI and what some of the advantages and disadvantages are. But in terms of actually, I guess, adding this industry to my portfolio, I have to be honest, if it's not clear already, probably not my area of expertise. Yeah, I feel like when it's not an an area of expertise, we usually turn to an ETF. Yes. Just because if we think that there's a bit more risk in it, as we spoke about earlier, technology is rapidly changing. It's something you have to be hyper aware of. Usually an ETF might encompass everything that you're looking to invest in and diversify your risk. Yeah, I guess as opposed to having to go deep on one company that may or may not perform well over over the long term. Exactly. <laughs> so did a Google the other day when we were researching for the app. We are your resident researchers <laughs> this summer. <laughs> And surprise, surprise, one of the first ones that came up was an ETF called Robo, lovely, <laughs> listed <laughs> on the ASX. So this is a global X ETF that seeks to invest in companies that potentially stand to benefit from increased adoption and utilization of robotics and artificial intelligence. So when we were talking about this ETF, when we were researching, we were both saying that we had different areas of robotics that were going to kind of like take off in the future. But we both actually had kind of differing thoughts of the area that we thought was going to take off the most. Mm. And we were trying to see if those areas were both in the ETF so they would cover both of the areas that we thought. What was the area that you thought was going to take off? Well, one thing that I have been noticing a lot already, but is also a little bit of a pain point in my life, is the food and I'll include beverage, but is the food industry. I would love to know why food is a pain point in your life, because honestly, right now, that's the only thing that makes me happy. Oh, okay. Let me clarify. (laughs) Love food. Love going out for food. The pain point is getting myself to the supermarket, getting myself back to the kitchen and cooking myself a nice meal. My housemates will vouch for this. I am the late, like love cooking, love baking when it's for other people, when I'm just cooking for myself, no, over it. 
So what do you, why do you think robotics is going to, why do you think the food part of robotics is going to take off? Because it can do that for me. It can solve my problems. So you're talking about robots going to the supermarket, coming to your door, dropping your stuff off. Yeah. Talked about the person that the robot was going to cook for you. Okay. So does the ETF cover food? All right. So I found a company in there called Ocado Group. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Super interesting. It's based in the UK. It's the world's largest online grocery store and you can order online the robots pack and deliver your groceries for you. So you can just shop online and then a robot arrives at your door. I think so. And it partners with supermarkets. Okay. So the supermarket industry is kind of set to benefit from these robotics, but Ocado is a company itself that provides it. Yeah. And I think I like it because we know like supermarkets aren't going anywhere, right? Like we all need to buy our groceries. So if we can make it easier, if we can reduce the barriers to that very everyday thing that we all do, well, surely it's going to be a good thing. Were there any other food companies in the ETF? I did find another cool one. It's called App Harvest. It actually is develops indoor farms. So if you're into the sustainability space, this one could be for you. It does high-tech indoor farms that grow up to 30 times more with 90 times less water. I'm always so shocked when I hear figures like that mm. because I'm like, if someone's doing that, why aren't we doing that for everything? You know, and maybe it's because of yeah. the reasons I've said it's expensive and it's costly. And also, like farming is so such a big and I like, feel like important industry. Like yeah. I don't, it doesn't quite sit right with me to be like, just replace them. <laughs> yeah, no, not, no, that's not what I mean. But, you know, with 90% less water, that's a huge figure. Completely. Yeah, crazy. What about you? What is sort of your vision for the robotics and AI future? <laughs> Well, I actually thought that the healthcare space was an area that robotics was really going to infiltrate. I think we're seeing a lot of big healthcare trends at the moment, like an aging population, more chronic diseases, more uh, infectious diseases. People need more surgery. They need more care. They need to be more hospitals. And for a big part of that, we don't have a lot of the human labor, you know, Mm. doctors and nurses to cover that. True. So I really think healthcare is an area that number one will be able to replace humans from doing you know, maybe the mundane jobs and focusing more on surgeries or whatever else. But then I also think that there'll be robotics that actually can do surgeries. You said mm. earlier that um, human error, for example, is yeah. something that robotics would be one. good for. And, you know, I always think like when you're doing, when doctors are doing like heart surgeries on babies, like that is so tiny. And like, I don't know how we do it with our motor skills. You know, maybe robotics might not be the best right now in motor skills, but I think mm. in the future it will really have a place to help in the healthcare system. Okay. So were you able to find any companies that sort of reflect this vision for the future within the robo ETF? Yeah. So actually one of the top holdings Mm. is intuitive surgical and is that how you say it? Yeah. Sorry. So one of the top holdings is intuitive surgical and it develops, manufactures and markets robotic products. And it's really about for minimal invasive surgery. Mm. So it's kind of in that surgery space and I feel like there's a couple of other um, companies in the ATF which cover life sciences and pharmaceuticals. And so I think the ATF ticks that box because it has your cool food stuff, <laughs> my cool healthcare stuff, <laughs> and a whole lot of other cool stuff as well. I think like this is a space that is seriously fascinating. And sometimes reading about this stuff, it feels so futuristic, mm-hmm. but it's pretty amazing to think that these companies exist now and it's probably not that far away that we're going to be really seeing all of this stuff come into action. Well, number one, it kind of reminds me of like the Jetson, Jetsons, Jetsons, yeah, Jetsons, Jetsons, 
Jetsons. No, that's the furniture company. The Jetsons. The Jetsons. The Jetsons. <laughs> Number one. Maybe our life's going to be like that. But then that's maybe the futuristic-y kind of weird thing. Yeah. But then think about it. You're, what were you using today? Give me three products you were using today. My laptop, coffee machine, and my mic right now. Okay. Laptop probably built by a robot. Coffee machine probably built by a robot. Oh. Pretty much already is a robot because it does magical things. <laughs> True. Mike, not sure. <laughs> I thought you would have maybe said your iPhone. Definitely oh, built by a robot. <laughs> so robotics and AI is definitely already here. It's something, as you said, big companies are adopting. So I definitely think for this year, let's look towards robotics and AI and where we're using it in our everyday life. One final little test for you. Yeah. From this ETF, I was quite interested to see where the companies are based because there are companies from all over the globe included. Do you want me to guess where? Yeah. I want to know which countries you think are investing most in this space. Can I give top three? Top ten is going to be really hard. Yeah, top three. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, China, the US and somewhere else in like Asia maybe. Interesting. What are the top 10? Okay. US is number one. Yeah. They definitely have the biggest holding by quite a bit. Japan, number two. Yeah, okay. Yep. And Germany, number three. Yeah, makes sense. Both of them have big car manufacturing. That's a lot of robotics. China actually came in at number six, followed by Britain in seven. And then you're really getting into your Nordic countries. We've got Sweden, Norway, and Finland. Nordic? I yeah. Nordic. And I think that also makes sense because I feel like they're very innovative. True. Have a lot of startups. Yeah, it surprised me, but actually it does make sense. Yeah. Oh, what's that? It is summer. Hopefully you are enjoying some well-deserved time off at the end of the year. It's a great time to really catch up on some summer reading, listening or watching in your spare time. I would just like to say also if you're in Melbourne with us uh, and it's cold, <laughs> then it's still summer. And if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, I hope you're enjoying the snow. <laughs> and if you're working, that's okay too. <laughs> we are as well. <laughs> Mads, what is your second summer recommendation? This week, I am recommending an LVEST article. I will include the link in our episode notes. It is called 23 Ways to Get Set Up for Money and Career Success in 2023. Okay, so it's real like, let's set ourselves up. I New Year's it. resolution vibes. I have a few things on my mind that I have been wanting to really get sorted, like cancelling subscriptions that I've been letting go on too long, yeah. trying to get a discount on my health insurance. I want to check in on my super. But this list I found super helpful just for like a go-to spot to just remind you of those things that you should be getting on top of and using your spare time over the holidays to do so okay perfect link it and we'll read what about you my second recommendation is actually a book Ooh. and I'm just going to caveat this by saying every year I make a new year's goal to read like 10 or 12 books a year and I usually get through three mm. but this I read in two days because it was such a page turner nice so the book is Silent Patient by Alex Michelides if sorry if I pronounced <laughs> that wrong you definitely pronounced that wrong Michelides yeah I think that's right yeah I think I started in the first yeah. round. <laughs> apologies, apologies, apologies if that is wrong, but it's called Silent Patient. It is a murder mystery and it's just such a page turner. Got it done in two days. So I feel like if you wanted, if you've got a checklist to read another book this summer, read that one. 
Love it. Well, as always, if you have any questions about today's episode, please reach out to us on Instagram at YIGC Podcast. And please feel free to share this episode with a friend. It is 2023. We have gone into the new year and people are setting up new money goals. So share this on your WhatsApp, your Instagram, your messages, (laughs) whatever format you choose. You can join us on Facebook, a one and a half thousand strong community YIGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group. Otherwise, you'll hear from us next week with summer series three episode three we'll catch you then bye you have been listening to an equity mates media production in the spirit of reconciliation equity mates media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout australia and their connections to land sea and community we pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all aboriginal and torres strait islander peoples today This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.